evening, folks, and welcome. We're glad you joined us this evening. Uh, we're uh, we're going to rejuvenate this Friday night class. Uh, uh, we've got a different subject matter. Uh, James and I are going to be doing this. My name is Dan Spaeth. This is James Colburn. We're two elders here. Uh, and we are going to be doing the I Am text of Jesus out of the book of John. Uh, we, uh, we're really glad you joined us. If you're watching us on Facebook, please share this. This is, from my perspective, this is going to be more of an evangelistic type of study. Right. So if you have someone that you know that, that uh, is uh, looking, searching, this might be a good study for them to, for you to share it with them and say, hey, here's something you probably ought to watch uh, because it will, it will go evangelistic quite a bit. Uh, through these texts. Uh, we, uh, we're still going to try to connect it to our mission statement and vision statement. That was the original intent for the Friday night class. Uh, and our mission statement was that we want to be the heart and hands of, of God in the community. And our vision statement was that we are striving with everything we have to equip everyone to live out the life of Christ. And I think that's, these, these texts are perfect for that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're, uh, please, I would like, please, I'm, I ask you, uh, to uh, to comment on a, on what we're doing, if uh, you know, give the office a call, uh, make a comment on Facebook, something, so that we'll know, uh, like it or not. You know, if you don't like it, we'll change it. And if you do like it, great. Uh, we'd love to uh, love to get your feedback. So thank you for joining us tonight, and welcome. And I hope you enjoy this. So James, yeah. you want and and if you have any questions about Absolutely. anything we say. Please feel free to send those questions through, and and we'll do our best to to address those questions. Uh, Absolutely, you know, because we want this to be a, an open study. Uh, so, if you do have any concerns or questions, uh, don't feel like we're going to be upset or anything. Just send them through, and we'll do our best to address them. Most. You know, I don't, I've not been in many of your classes, but uh, I know people have been in mine. Uh, I really take fee a lot of feedback from people right. interacting and people, people bouncing things around. So right. it would really be really nice to have some, some comments or yeah. some questions Definitely. say, hey, I don't understand what y'all were talking about. Uh, could you please clarify it? And uh, so please do. If, if, if you have some, we'd love to hear from them. Right. So would you want to pray and we'll get started? Sure. Father, we're grateful for tonight. We're grateful for this time that we can join together in this study. We're grateful, Father, for your word, for all that you have shared with us. We're especially grateful for your son that you shared with us. And Father, as we open up your word, we pray for wisdom, we pray for insight, and we pray for courage, Father, to not only hear, but to live out those things that we study. Through Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the one we're going to do tonight is, uh, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Uh, it's taken from John chapter 6, and really it starts in about verse 35, but we can't start there. We've got to really start all the way back at the beginning of right. the text, because the beginning of the text is where he feeds the 5,000. Right. And that's what this whole dialogue is about, because they've, they've watched him make a, a feast for 5,000 people from five pieces of bread and two fish. Yeah. And they, they, have, uh, they have witnessed that. And so a lot of the context of this coming, coming later on and about him being the bread of life, they have the wrong concept. Uh, they're looking for him to feed them, and, uh, and he's looking to feed them spiritually. And right. they have the concept of feeding us physically because of, of what happened in that, in that context of, of uh, the first, uh, really the first uh, uh, 15 verses. Right. Uh, what it, where he, they, he feeds the 5,000. And, of course, you know, uh, without going in and reading it all, it's, uh, 
it really was a, a you know, they're they're perplexed. Jesus said, "Go, why don't you feed them?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> How are we supposed to do that? Yes. We got no money. Yes. You know, and a, we we couldn't even give a, everybody a bite with a, with enough money here. Right. And they're in a remote place. You know, it's not like like us where we can run to a Walmart or yep. or H B mm-hmm. or or whatever grocery store you may have in in your community. It, it's a case of here these people have, have been with Jesus and and you know like you said there there's no way that they thought uh, they could be feeding and then the five thousand was just if you look in the text was just men mm-hmm. it doesn't include the women and children so you know realistically there were probably eight or ten thousand people there probably right you're probably you know, right that he's actually feeding uh, and the b- biggest majority of them would not have understood what was going on, right. I don't think. Uh, they would not have, uh, you know, as, as this bread and fish were being passed out to them, they wouldn't really know. The, you know, the guy way at the back of the crowd, he's right. not going to know. The, the, the apostles do know. Right. They know what's happening. And probably a big majority of them sitting around close, maybe they knew. But they pick up 12 baskets of crumbs. Right. Now, this has got to be, this has got to be, mm. Uh, looking around, there's got to be. I'm trying to think if I was there, what, how would I feel? What would man? I'd be, I'd be perplexed. What just right. happened here? Right. You know, I, I just handed him this little boy's basket lunch, and it was five barley loaves and two fish, and we fed five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand people, right. and have twelve baskets left over right. of of leftovers. Right. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't know that it said, he said, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So, I mean, I don't know if that was, uh, probably these people were hungry. They didn't leave, a, they didn't make a lot of scraps. This was, thing, yeah. maybe somebody took a half a loaf, of, half a piece of bread, and they took the other half of the loaf of bread. So that was, this was pretty dynamic. Right. It was, it was pretty dynamic. And this, and this follows them. Right. This, this deal follows them because the next thing you're going to see is Jesus is going to end up across the, the lake. And nobody's going to know how he got there. The disciples will know because he comes walking to them on, on the water. Right. And, and they pick him up. And so, but all the, all the people that were there have to make their way across. And they don't know how he got there. Right. Uh, but that's really not the, 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 the gist of what's going on here. The gist of what's going on, I think, is, the, is the, he fed them physically. And, and that's what they're focused on. Right. And, yeah. and so that... And, you know, he's really going to be talking, uh, predominantly he's going to be talking, I think, to his disciples. Uh, you right. Know, uh, well, it's interesting. He says at the beginning, when he sees the crowd finding out where he's at and coming, he says, mm-hmm. you're following me not, not because, you know, you saw the signs. It's because I, I fed you. you. You were filled. And, and so, so here you are following me now because, because I fed you when mm-hmm. you were hungry. Mm-hmm. And it has has nothing to do with, oh, we're following him because we believe he's the promised Messiah. Yeah. And, but they knew there was something special about this guy, but they didn't they didn't really believe that he was let's, the promised let's, Messiah. Let's start reading in verse twenty five because sure. verse twenty five is what you're talking about. Yeah. It says, When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are not looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, because you ate the loaves and, and had your fill. 
Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on, on Him, God the Father has placed His seal of approval. I want to I back up in that text just for a minute because this is really what, what our society does today. Right. You know, when he says, he says, uh, you know, you, you didn't come looking for me, not because you saw the signs, not because you, you, you're coming to me because you want something. Right. And lots of times people today, they come to God, they come to Jesus because they want something. Right. I need you to fix this problem. I need you to fix that problem. I need you to fix this problem. And oh, yeah, why don't we throw this problem into for good measure? Yeah. If you can fix those things, then I'll follow you. Right. I'll move, try to I'll make deals you. with him. Yeah. And that's exactly what these folks are doing. They, they're looking at this and saying, well, you know, he, you're not coming because of the signs. You're coming because I filled your bellies. Right. That's why you're coming. Yeah. You know, and the signs were there to prove. And this filling their belly was a sign. Right. They was. just didn't know it they was. They didn't see it. They didn't catch but it. But the signs that he's talking about, those yeah. signs they did catch. And it should have told them very clearly that this guy is something very special and mm -hmm. we need to listen to him. That's what he's going to try to tell them. Right. You know, as, as he goes along and he, and he says, he says, do not work for food that spoils in verse 27, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the son of God, man will give you for on him. God, the father has placed his seal of approval. And their question is, then they asked him, what must we do to do the work God requires? Right. Yeah. What, what do I have to do? To get this bread. And again, they're thinking in terms of, of like the uh, ancestors who, who, who were fed by God mm -hmm. you know, with the manna mm -hmm. and stuff. And we'll mm -hmm. get into that a little bit later. But, mm -hmm. but they were thinking in terms of, okay, what do I have to do to get this physical bread yep. that will lead to me not dying? Yeah. And, and, and of course, Jesus had no, was making no reference to that. He was making reference to... It's a spiritual thing. Yeah. And, and, and you're not getting it. You don't understand. You, you think, uh, you think that, that Jesus got frustrated with them from time to time? Oh, uh, absolutely. I, I don't, it doesn't really yeah. say that here, but, but I'm thinking, you know, how frustrating it is sometimes to, uh, uh, to deal with folks. And, and you know that you have, you have uh, words, powerful things that you've learned, you and I, that we've learned, mm -hmm. things that have, we have we've adopted to our lives and you'd be standing in front of someone or sitting there with them and trying to trying to put that out there right. and they're just not getting it because there's something in their life they need and and wait a minute i don't want to talk about that i want when are you gonna fill my need right and that's kind of exactly what these guys are doing he is going to drop a bomb on them when he tells them i am the bread of life right you know, they are not going to have a clue what he's talking about. No, not at all. Because, yeah. because they can't get beyond the physical concept of bread being something that I eat and, and that fills me up. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I love bread. That's one of my downfalls. Yeah. <laughs> I love to eat bread. <laughs> you know, and, and I imagine these people were the same way. You know, oh, wow. You know, they fi he filled their bellies. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so now he's talking about how... To, how we can have eternal life and not die. And he's talking about this bread. And, oh, what do we have to do? Yeah. You know, what kind of work yeah. do we have to do to, to earn that, that bread? And again, they're thinking strictly in, in, in physical and, and he says that. He says, do not work for food that spoils. Right. Well, they know that if they make a loaf of bread, it has a shelf life of X amount of days. Right. And then it will go bad and you have to make it again. Right. 
He's offering them bread that will not spoil. Oil. Yeah. If you're looking at it from a concept of physical bread, then I want that. Because right. now I can make a loaf of bread. I can do this work and I'll get this loaf of bread and, and it will last on and on and on, on and on. 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 Yeah. And that's not what he's talking about. Right. But that's the, the and you're, when we get later on the text, you know, they're going to they're gonna look at it and say, this is too hard. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And they all leave. Yeah. They start walking away because when he starts explaining what he's talking about, they're going, wait a minute. And so the, the reason we're spending time with this is because it sets up what's coming next down right. the road because you have to understand what the mindset of these people is and is it our same mindset today? Do right. we have that same kind of mindset that where I'm looking at Jesus from the same perspective as they were? Yeah. He goes on to answer their question. He says, what, what do we have to do? To, he says, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he sent. You know, and, and, and again, they're... They don't look at Jesus as the one He sent. No, no. You know, the, but but what Jesus is trying to communicate to them was was the fact that again, it, it's not about the physical. You know, it uh, it's all about seeking Him. The physical will come right when we when we figure out the the spiritual. spiritual. Yeah. The physical things God's promised that He'll take care of us as His children. Right. He didn't promise us great wealth. He didn't promise any of that stuff. He right. said, I'll take care of you. Jesus said that in Luke chapter 12. Right. They don't worry about what you're going to eat. And God knows you need that stuff. Right. He knows that. He's going to take care of that. That's immaterial to him. What's material to him is what's going on inside of me. What's right. going on in my spiritual cavity. Right. Not what's going on in my, in my belly cavity. Right. You know, and, he, and, and he says here, when he says the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Well, you know, you and I both know we we have dealt with a lot of folks, and and if you ask a hundred people, do you believe in Jesus? Oh yeah, ninety five of them will say, yeah, pretty much. Maybe ninety of them will say, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. That's not what he's talking about. No, the belief that God <laughs> always was talking about was that when you say you believe, then you have to obey. Right. And the work is about being obedient to God, doing what God says. Yeah. You know, it's not just. You know, we're saved by grace, and, and that grace comes through faith. Right. Faith is a belief that causes us to act upon that belief. Right. You know, if God says to do something, we do it. That's the work that he's talking about. That's the, the believing in the one he has sent means believing in Jesus. Jesus said, if you don't believe in me, he said, you can't have eternal life. Right. There is no eternal life for you. Yeah, and the concept of believing is, is trusting, it's committing. It's, Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's going... All, all in. You know, Luke will say in other passages, you know, if if you're going to be my disciple, you must deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow. Yep. And, and follow you know, mm -hmm. and so that's what Jesus is trying to communicate here and, in John is 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 to really believe because if you really believe, you, you'll follow me. You'll commit to following me. Right. You'll commit that's to right. living for me. And we have so many people in the world today. That the name, the term disciple is a is a is a term, a loose term that people right. throw around, and and you know if if you're going to be a disciple, if you're going to be a disciple of of Christ, then then you are going to be applying the principles that Jesus set out in the Word. You're going to be applying mm -hmm. them to your life. You cannot be a disciple. Right. You can't call yourself. You're never going to trick God and make Him believe you're a disciple right. if you're not willing to do those things. And Jesus said, "Here's the work." Yeah. Believe in the one he has sent. Right. That's it. Well, that's a lifetime. It is. 
that is a, that is a work of a lifetime. Yeah. You spend your whole life working. And these folks, when he gets later on in the chapter, they're not going to want to do it. Sadly, right. there's so many people today that when you start to explain to them what this really means and what it means to be a disciple and to, and to consume his body, become him, let him become you, they go, man, I don't want to do that. That's too hard. Right. And that's where, you know, when we put in our vision statement, being God-centered. Yes. That's what it's, that's what Absolutely. it's all about. You know, Absolutely. when you believe truly believe it's not just acknowledge hey i believe he's the son of god it's it's you truly commit to being god-centered absolutely you know you, you what you're doing is you're dying to yourself and you're allowing him to create a new person in you and it and then it makes you once you get to that place it makes you naturally become god's heart and god's hand right you just naturally become that you do yeah because and and it it is our mission statement for this church. But as we have this, as we as we create disciples here, people who are eating on the 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 body of Christ, eating on on that that bread of life, then they will become God's heart, God's hand, right. ju just because that's that's they'll be their character. Right. It'll be who they become, yeah. and that's what we're trying to establish here. Right. You know, yeah, as yeah. an eldership. Cole, and when he preaches, you know, we're all on the same page trying to get that done. Right. And, and, you know, and so, so the work here is not work like, well, I've got I've to go, well, I've got to give this much money. I've got to go this many times to church. I've got I've to help this many little old ladies. I've got to be baptized. I've gotta, that, those are things that we do because of Christ in our life. Right. Because that, that he has called us to that. And so yeah. that's what we become. We become that person. And, and see, if, you, if we read on a little bit, he said, So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? <laughs> what? Uh, <yeah>. what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many signs do you want? Right. He's, they already, in, if you go back to chapter 5, they've already decided yeah. because he is, because he is a, I think it was in chapter 5, uh, yeah, they asked him about his authority. What by what authority? Yeah. And he said, you know, me and the father are one. And they say, well, now they start to decide. Well, now we got to kill him. Right. Now, now we got to kill him because now he's even connecting himself to to the father. Yeah. That's blasphemy. Well, that's it. Yeah. You know. You know. You, you're saying you're God, and and that can't be. Yeah. Yeah. Because because the you know they'll they'll say in other passages, uh, even in this passage here, a little bit later on, it says. Isn't this Joseph's son yeah, and yeah. Mary his mother and and you know how, how can he how can he do all this yeah. you know because because they saw him at the most being a prophet yeah it's it we have and and we're going to look at a little bitty text here in a minute and we may go back in the book of Exodus just to just to right. see what it but you know when we look at it you know all they have is the man standing in front of them and working miracles mm -hmm. okay. Now, that was enough. Right. But Jesus even said, he said, some are going to understand, some aren't. I want to teach him parables because some are not going to believe and yeah. some will. Yeah. We have this book. You can, con you can go from beginning to end and connect the dots and you can look at it and say, well, they should have known. No, they wouldn't have known because no. many of them didn't have any text. But we can look at it and very clearly, without any signs from him, any miracles from him, we can look at it and say, wow, this truly was the Son of God. Yeah. Because the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8 does not have Jesus standing in front of him. No. He's got Philip. Right. 
That's all he's got. Philip, in the chariot with him, and he's reading from Isaiah 53. Right. And he wants to know what, who is this guy talking about? Yeah. Is he talking about himself or is he talking about somebody else? So all he's got is the text. Right. And Philip, it says it begins at that verse, that scripture, and teaches to him Jesus. Yeah. And, the, and then the Ethiopian eunuch said, look, here's some water. Why can't I be baptized? And he goes in and baptizes him, and he, and he goes on his way rejoicing. He right. had any miracles. Right. He had exactly what we have. Right. He has the text. And so we're, that's why we're going to chop this text up. We're going to chop these. We're going to go to, we're going to look at Jesus calling himself, I am the living water. I am the resurrection, the life. You know, I, you know there's, there's, we've got seven of them that we're going to look at right. over the next two or three months. And, and you know, and it's, this one here is, uh, we picked it first. Uh, you know, we, we looked at, I looked at this thing first because uh, this is where it's really where it starts. Right. I am the bread of life. And that, you know, and, and so they ask him, well, what, we, we need a sign. You gave our forefathers a sign. You know, you, our ancestors ate the man in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. You know, they gave us, well, <laughs> what happened? Right. What, what happened then? You know? and, and it's interesting because, because if you read the next verse, it says, Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, it's not Moses who's given. They, they saw Moses as having provided mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. manna. To, to them, and Jesus saying, no, 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 it wasn't Moses, it was God, Yeah, you know, God yeah. gave even your ancestors that, that and, bread. And for, and for those of you who don't understand this text, uh, you know, we really need to go back into Exodus 16, I think, and, and just, we don't have to read it all, right. but just read a little bit of it, yeah. and I think, you know, just, just to give them, you know, uh, assuming that there's someone I know most of them will probably know what's going on here, right. uh, but for that person that doesn't, uh, I want to make sure we clarify this so you know what he's talking about here. Uh, they are wandering around in the wilderness. They've been wandering around for a while. Moses has, has been sent by God to Egypt, gets them out of, the, out, of, out of Egypt. They've been there for 430 years, and now they're going to the promised land. And God is leading them to the promise. He's leading them, right. he, he's, he's leading them out of, of, the, of the bondage. You know, Pharaoh is, you know, has... has uh, has been has been destroyed because they've crossed the Red Sea. Pharaoh's no longer a problem. God is leading them with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So God is there with them, and they're marching to to, to the promised land. It's going to take them two and a half years to get there, and and in the meantime, you know, we're talking about probably million and a half, two million people probably, and they they start complaining. Because they have nothing to eat. Mm -hmm. And the whole Israel, it says in chapter 16 of Exodus, the whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the Zedars of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month. And it goes on. And, it, and, uh, and they, they grumble in verse 4. The Israelites said to Moses, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. They said, you know, we're sick and tired of not having anything to eat, not having anything to drink. We're tired of it. And they, here, there we sat around pots of meat and all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Mm. And God says, okay, I'm going to send you bread, manna from heaven. And he rains down in the morning. They get up in the morning and there's manna. It's wafers all over, mm -hmm. made out of honey and coriander seed, and it's all over the ground. He tells them, you can pick enough every day for a day. And on the sixth day, you pick enough for two days. Don't pick any more than that. 
because it'll go bad, and it would go bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't pick enough, you know, go out and scoop it all up enough for 14 days because it's going to get weevils. It's going to get right. weevils in it. It's going to get worms in it. And, and that's the manna they're talking about. Right. And then they get a gut full of the manna. Yes. And then so he has to send quail, quail. to them <laughs> after that. Yeah. So, the, you know, yeah. the, the main thing of it is they were always complaining, but that was the manna he's talking about, yeah. the manna that God fed them in the wilderness. And, and even it was so important to them that, that, that there was some of the manna in the Ark of the Covenant. Right. They, they put some of the manna in there in the Ark yeah. of the Covenant. And I, I think it's interesting, you know, you know, they, they go back to their ancestors. They know the story, mm-hmm. you know, you know that people are well aware of the story. And so they say, okay, this is, this is what God did. Now, what are you going to do, yeah. Jesus? You yeah. know, and, how are you going to top this, Jesus, yeah. to make us believe? You know, because, like you said, that, that manna didn't last forever. No. Mm-hmm. It did. It did rot. It did very quickly. Yeah, you know, and, and, and here's, you're talking about giving us some bread for, that won't rot, that'll, that'll be good for eternally. So, so, okay, Jesus, what sign are you going to do to show us that, that you can really do that? Absolutely. And I think, it, I think it, it clarifies the point, too, that we've already looked at, that these folks are going to be fickle, just like those folks were. Right. Because those folks in, in Moses' day, they didn't last long, and they got sick eating the manna. Right. And they started griping and complaining, so now you have to send quail. And every time they're thirsty, they start griping and complaining. They griped and complained all the time. Right. And God got fed up with them a couple of times. He just, he had, he had enough. And these folks are saying, okay, well, our ancestors, now I wonder how the story had changed. I wonder if the griping and complaining had went along with the story of the manna, right. or if they just got the story of the manna. Right. Because the griping and complaining was a big part of it. And God, and God would, uh, would, uh, uh, would be frustrated with them numerous times because of their, their, they're constant complaining and griping because they, they were having to eat this stuff. Why didn't you just let us die in Egypt? Right. Well, because you were slaves in Egypt. Yeah. And you say the story changed. Here they're saying it was Moses that gave us that yeah. manna. Yep. You know, and, and Jesus was reminded, no, it wasn't. It, it, it was God that, that gave your ancestors this bread. Uh, but... Uh, you know, he goes on in, in verse 32. He says, Verily, verily, I tra- tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And, and of course, the response, Sir, they said, always give us this bread. So again, yeah. he keeps reminding them where the bread comes from. Mm-hmm. It's, it's coming down mm-hmm. from God. It's coming down from heaven, you know, and, 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 I, and he, I think he comes back and says, you know, the one that, that really is the true bread is the one that gives life. Yeah, and I think they, they, like us, especially when you're doing this from an evangelistic perspective and you're talking to someone who doesn't have God in their life, right. you know, God, God is very demanding. He will save us. He does do that. But he demands our allegiance. He demands our obedience. He demands us to follow him. Like we said a while ago, you're never going to convince Jesus that you're a, that you're a disciple if you're not willing to do the things that he tells you to do. Right. If you're not willing to be obedient to him and follow him. Uh, you can't just say, oh, I accept Jesus as my Savior and walk off and do whatever you want. It doesn't work that way. Right. Well, these folks are looking at it and saying, oh, man, we want this bread. We, 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 yeah. Give us this bread. We, right. I, we want that bread. You know, well, 
he said, okay, I'll give it to you. I, I will. They're not going to like what he's, what, what he's right. going to say. The problem is in the world today, there are people today that they don't like it either. They don't want to do. God says, wait, wait a minute. Me, 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 I've got to start going to church? No. You have to fellowship with God's people. Right. God expects you to become a family and fellowship. You know, I've got to give my money. Well, yeah, because, because God gave it to you. He wants, to, he wants you to have faith in Him so that you give it back. Right. And to, to trust Him enough to give it back. Right. To write that check, to put that money in. You know, I got uh, some money yesterday from a little lady and, uh, and to put in the, in the plate, you know, from, at my small group. That little lady doesn't have any money. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't, you know, and I know that that money came from her and it's strictly from faith. You know, that, la that little lady has got, she's, she understands that being a disciple means that I'm going to sacrifice. Right. That's what it means. They don't understand. No. They have no clue. They say, we want a sign. Yeah. Give us a sign. Yeah. Show us the same kind of sign that, that Moses get, did right. for us. Well, wait a minute. Moses didn't do it. Yeah. God did, it. God did it. And he gave you bread, yes. And the bread rotted. Right. This bread won't. Yeah. And and and, and you know, I can I can just see the excitement in their in their voices oh, yeah. when they yeah. said, Sir, always give us this bread. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm we, in. You know, we want this bread. We yeah. want this bread. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. the man that rotted. And you've got bread that doesn't well, yeah, sure. Give always give us that bread. Do you think the folks I mean if you go back and you read in Exodus, read in Numbers, yeah. read the, those texts about the manna. You see that but they were excited at first. Oh yeah, man! It was this was man. This was something, man. We were getting man. This was good. It tasted sweet. It was good. And then you couple that. I don't know if you've ever had quail before, but uh, mm. quail quail it is a, uh, you know, you roast quail like you do a turkey. Put it in the oven. Put a little bit of dressing. We used to have a lady that lived across the street from us, and that's how she would cook them. And man, oh, you know. But after a while, if all you're eating is, is manna and quail, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I like brisket, but I don't want to yeah. eat it every meal. Right. I don't want to eat it every time I'm hungry. I don't want to eat it. Right. I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be tired of it after a bit. Well, they're going to get tired of this too right away because they're going to look at it and say, wait a minute, this is not going to be any fun. Right. This is going to be hard. Yeah. And, you know, they, when they say, Lord, all, we, I, we want this bread all the time. Right. No, you don't. Yeah. How, how uh, I, I know the lifestyle that you and I have, you know, sometimes it, it can get to a point when it's not a lot of fun. Right. Can it? Sure. It can, it can get to a point when, when it, it can be a, a real chore. Right. Especially some of the things that, it, that, that we're asked to do uh, in our position, the things that, that have to come and we have to make decisions on. It can be very difficult at times. Right. And it, and it can get overwhelming. Uh, but we have we have accepted the bread in our life. We've accepted the the responsibility of it, and uh, and we know that that uh, it is not a physical. It is a spiritual, and and uh, but it didn't come easy, mm. and it still doesn't come easy now. No. You no. know it really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, and and then and then in verse thirty five, I guess we get to the beginning right. of this. Is the verse 30, <laughs> says then Jesus declared, "I am." The bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I'll just stop right there. Yeah. You know, that is not what they were looking for. No. Does, it doesn't sound like it from the text, because they're, they're wanting to say, man, we, need, we want a sign, and we want some of this bread. Right. 
that you're going to give us that will never that never going to go away. We want that bread. Right. You know, and that's a, the the and I, guys, I want you to look think about that is the mindset that people in the world have today. Mm-hmm. It's not about physical bread for them, but when you start talking to them about Jesus and about what Jesus is going to require of us, because it is not just you know. I just accept Jesus as my Savior and everything's fine. He requires a lifestyle. Right. He requires a change of dynamic in our lives. Yeah. And that is, you know, stopping doing the things that we've... I'm still trying to stop doing some of the things that I've done in my life. I'm never going to get a handle on all of it, I don't right. think. Uh, I, I'm better, way better. Got a whole lot of it gone. But, you know, the, the consuming this bread changed my life when I realized for the mm. first time that this was this was I could no longer keep doing what I was doing and I had to start following this guy I didn't understand the bread of life thing right. I didn't understand all that but as I've read this numerous times getting ready for this I said that's exactly what I did right I, I did that well and, and, and it's a it is a change in life. It, it, it's a dying to ourself. Yes. You know, that's that's what it's all about. You know, when when we participated in the baptism, it was to die and to be buried. And, right. and we were raised mm-hmm. to, a, to a new person. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why we're raised to a new person is, is because it's taking on that flesh, mm-hmm. taking on that, that bread. Uh, of Jesus you yep. know, and, and putting him in our life and, and, and making him the focus instead of the Absolutely. focus on ourselves. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what uh, I, I think you, you uh, alluded to it a while ago. Uh, being dis- our vision statement says, as disciples of Christ. Now, that is people mm-hmm. who have decided to feast on the bread of life. Right. That is who, who these people are. That, right. that, 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 uh, that's what we're trying to get them to be. That's the vision. Right. And, and through different things, we're, we're striving to equip them to live out this life. Because as we go along, he's going to get very graphic. It, it'll, it'll get right. very graphic as we go along. And he'll talk, he'll talk about, about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. You know, and and, and it, that was a shock to the people that were listening. Right. You know, now, at the end of it, the disciples are going to be left. And he's going to quiz them. We're not going to do that tonight, but yeah. but he's going to quiz them. Uh, and and but you know when he says, "I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty." You know, mm-hmm. coming to him, believing in him, uh, is is what salvation is. Right. And and it's not a when he talks about never being hungry and never being thirsty, he's not talking about a physical no, he's not. thing that's taking he's place not. in your body. What he's talking about is that fulfilled, that, that full life, yep. that abundant life, that, yep. that life that, that God originally created in, in Adam and Eve, you mm-hmm. know, that where, where there was that perfectness, you yep. know, that completeness, Absolutely. that wholeness. Absolutely. And, until sin came into the world. And, and and now what Jesus is saying is is what you really thirst and hunger for I can I can give you. Yeah. I not yeah. physically, although God has promised to take care of like you said, Absolutely. take care of our needs. Absolutely. 
But what he's talking about is, is that, that turmoil that takes place in our life when we face trials and we face temptations. And what Jesus is saying is, is I, can, I can be there for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I can take you from that turmoil and bring you out in the end. And you know what? Like Paul said, I'll be, the, I'll be better for it. Yeah, we, we deal, with, we deal with, with drug addiction and alcoholism and mm-hmm. marriage, car, you know, people losing their jobs. And, and, uh, and those are turmoils. Those are tragedies. Those are awful sometimes. Right. They're just chaotic. And, you know, we've watched people who are consumed with Christ. And we've watched them, we've watched them crash dive and then stand up and God dust them off. And it really bothers me when I hear preachers, you know, and I'm not going to call people, but I, when I hear people say, take scripture out of context and say, well, Jesus came to give us life and give it to us abundantly. And then create a whole doctrine based on a lie. Right. That's not what he said. He's not saying he came to give you wealth and, and health. He didn't t- say that. Right. That's not what he's saying. He said, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. And if I consume this, if I consume this bread of life, then I will have a life that's full and satisfying, just like if I've ate my fill. Right. Because he will have answers for me that I cannot get anywhere. You cannot get answers in the bottom of a bottle. Right. The answers you're going to get are going to give you more questions than they give you answers. You cannot. You cannot get answers at the end of a needle or at the end of a rolled up $100 bill or a dollar bill snorting, you know, snorting drugs. You just right. can't. You cannot get answers by screaming at your mate in a divorce court. That's not where the answers come from. The answers come from a God who, who will cons- you consume him and then the answers will come you know, and he will give you strength and fulfillment and it is hard to get people to understand it right because of because of what he requires of us yeah so many people think when the tragedy comes what do they do they want to blame god well god, if god's really god of love yeah. he wouldn't let this happen or he yeah. wouldn't let that happen yeah. and 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 what god is saying is is i hear i feel what you're going through mm-hmm. let me walk through the valley with you and all he wants from us is to is to feed off of him. Right. That's what he's saying. He right. said, I'm the bread of life. Feed off of me. Yeah. He said, if you do, you'll never be hungry. You'll never be thirsty again. Right. right. If, if you really trust me, you really buy into to, to what I'm yeah. saying, you really follow my teachings, you, you, you follow what, what I'm saying. saying you know, Absolutely. You'll, you'll, yeah. You're never... And, and, you know, and, and, he said, and he says here, whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Will, whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. Yeah. You know, they, you've seen the miracles, guys. You've right. seen what I'm capable of. You've seen what I've done. And you still don't believe. Right. Well, you know, sadly, you know, we don't have the same miracles today that Jesus, we don't have Jesus walking around here. But we're supposed to have a whole bunch of people that are imitating Jesus. Right. And that's what these mission and vision statements are. As, as we imitate Jesus, they should see in us a... a completeness that they should say i want to know what you've got and then we can introduce them to the, the to the bread of life right and 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 there are times when that happens 
But sadly, it seems like more and more people, especially in this country, are, are more and more people are completely satisfied with just being playing the game. Right. You know, like these folks, because many of these folks that are standing here, before this text is over, they're going to walk away from here. Right. And, and, and what they were looking for was something physical mm -hmm. and something that would, would not only satisfy their hunger and their thirst, but also that, that would raise their economic level. That, and you know, that, that would lift them up absolutely. to, to yep. be into, into something really good you know, from a physical standpoint. And, and of course, Jesus is, is looking at anything but that. Uh, you know, I, <clears throat> same way today, Jesus doesn't fit a lot of people's idea of what they want God to be. Right. Just like these folks. Jesus did not fit what their preconceived idea of a Messiah was. They did not, he, they did not get it. They did not see it. No. Right? They, they had an idea that this Messiah was going to do this and this and this. And Jesus comes on the scene, and he is not what they expected at all. That's why he says, you've seen the miracle. You've seen it. He said, he said you, but as I have told you, you have seen me, and still you don't believe. Right. Now, he's not just saying you've seen me. You've seen, you know, if you had thought about it for a minute, you know, it said, he said, when they found him on the other side, back in verse, on the lake, they asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? They didn't, they didn't understand. He just walked across the lake. Right. He walked across the water, and they didn't get it. You know, and sadly, people today, they want a Jesus that fits their preconceived idea of what Jesus is in their own mind. Right. And this isn't it. Yeah. And, and, and my challenge to you guys, man, as you take, bring them to this study and let us con show them from the text right. that Jesus is so much more. Yeah. And, and, and the th the, not only is it so much more, but there's so much more, so much better. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. when, when you really buy in and, and, and you look at what everything that's taking place in our world today with this pandemic is you can sit back and have a peace knowing that this isn't all there is. Well, and and even, even with not just the pandemic, but with the venom that's out there. Right. And the and the vitriol, the, the, I mean, it just, I mean, people are their venom right. is going from people. People hate, and they're and they're uh, just just it. Jesus comes on the scene, and that he he's take that takes that away. Right. You know, this bread that fills up that spiritual hole in us. Because I don't know about you, man, I would live for a, for a good bit of my life with a hole in my heart yeah. that I tried really hard to fill up. And I just couldn't accomplish it. Right. And man, when I came to Jesus, as I was studying, as I studied all those months, I studied trying to find answers. I, I just wanted something. I, ne I knew I needed something. Right. And it started to, the hole started to fill. It didn't fill until I gave myself to him. Until right. I gave myself over to him is when, when I, I looked around and said, wow, I still had a lot of issues now. But, you know, right. it and that's what's available for, for these folks and really what's available for the folks watching. Right. Today. People that you know that are not members of the church, they have not been, they have not been added by God, they have not been adopted by Him because they're still living their lives in, a, in, a, in the chaos of life. Right. Uh, this is awesome for them right. because Jesus is going to say, this is what has to happen. Yeah. You have to make me the bread of your life. Right. 
And if you do that, I'll take care of you, yeah. and I'll do this for you. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I, you know, yeah. I was looking at this, and I said, uh, uh, you know, we brought, we, let's see, verse 38, he says, uh, verse 37, he says, For all those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. Yeah. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of those who he has given me, but raise them up in the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. That's probably somewhere we ought to start next week. Because yeah. that, that's going to take, that's that's gonna gonna take, take a That's why time. I said this, this, one, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. one I am could take us a few weeks. Right to do because we're not even into some of the meat and no. you know and when it ends when you know it's still there's some stuff that goes on that right. we need to cover too so yeah if you're out there and 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 and, and you're searching you're you're wondering what is the meaning of life is all about you know what 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 do i need to do to find some purpose in my life to find some fulfillment in my life Please give us a call. Absolutely. We'd love to talk to you. Um, send in your questions, like we said earlier. Uh, you know, we would love to be able to sit down and, and visit with you and, and discuss with you uh, because we honestly believe that without Jesus, this life is, is pointless. You know, you've been doing that class on Ecclesiastes. Yep. You know, and, and Solomon comes to that that conclusion. You know, all is all is vanity, or all is all meaningless. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, all this striving after, and and in our society, our society is built on striving after this and that, and, uh, you know, because that's what our economy is based on. Uh, and life can really, really, really become quite a turmoil. And so, you know, the the answers that people in the world have is. If I go to church, and if I really try to be a really good person, right, and if I if I do some if I change some just a few of the things and do some some better things, a few of these little things, but I really got to go to church. Right. I got to start going to church. That's yeah. not enough. Right. That Jesus in this text, and <laughs> and we'll get there as we go through. He is demanding a lifestyle change. Right. This bread that he's talking about is going to be an eternal spiritual bread right that is him and and the thing is the demand the change he demands he doesn't man, demand us to make it he he says just follow me and i'll make it yeah I'll, that, I'll, that's a good point I'll, yeah. I'll i'll create that new life in you if you just trust me you just follow me you just commit to me that's what the bread does that's, that's a good the point does. the bread inside of the bread as we feast feast off of him he makes the changes right. in us uh and it's a it's it's a very unique partnership. Right. Uh, it's a partnership that, that you can't... I can't describe it. No. I don't think you can either. Someone has to experience that partnership with right. Christ to understand what it means to have Him start to change you. Right. You know, right. It, so... Well, let's pray, and, right. and we'll, we'll pick it up right there next week. Okay. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for this text. Father, we truly are grateful that you sent your son. And we know that, uh, that what he's promised us, that we'll talk about some more next week, is uh, all those that you've given to him, he will not lose. I pray, Father, that, 
that uh, you help us to understand that and help us to impart that, uh, that knowledge in a way that the, our audience can understand. Father, bless us this evening and bless our audience. Bless those who have been watching. Uh, bless that one or two or whoever they are that have been looking at their life and saying, man, I need that. Please, Father, help them, help them to make those decisions that they need to make. Help them to get in touch with us and, uh, and give us those opportunities. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to, for tonight. And thank you, Father, for loving us. And thank you so much for giving us your Son. It's in His name and by His power that we pray. Amen. Amen.